All right, everybody, welcome back to the Church Tech and Leadership Podcast. This is episode five. Uh, we're so glad that you've decided to join us today. Uh, our goal is to help you create quality experiences that help people engage with Jesus. Hey, if this helps you out, um, if you would share it, that would be awesome to uh, to just pass it around to others. And also, if you would leave a rating and review, that helps us out. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Esslinger, and I'm once again joined by my good friends, Ian Springer and Will Scott. How's it going today, guys? Good. Fantabulous. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about uh, a question that I have heard from so many church board members uh, over the years. Um, and most recently I was uh, riding in the car with one of them, just the two of us, and we were kind of talking about some things and he goes, let's be honest, does the spending ever stop? Um. Mic drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, and so it really makes you think, do I have an answer to this question? And more importantly, do I have an answer that they're going to be okay with? Because for most of us, we already know, no, the spending doesn't stop. But you can't just look at them and go, nope, I just want to spend all the church's money. Because one, that's not the right answer. And two, uh, you're not going to get to spend any more of it at that point. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so so I'm going to ask uh, ask Will and Scott, Will and uh, Ian here. How would you guys answer that question? Does the spending ever stop if you're asked by a a church board member, elder, uh, financial pastor, whoever? Yeah, that that really is the mm, that's a real getcha kind of a question, and I, you got to you have to remember like uh the board member trustee member like they're they're looking out for the the well-being of the church and spending money is one of those things that seems like the tech guys are always asking for but um if if i was cornered with this question i would i mean i'd be i'd probably i'd definitely be honest with them and say well i look at it like any other thing in this world that uh like you know a house or a car that it, it works great when it's brand new. But uh, oddly enough, I was talking to my sister yesterday and her, like the geothermal unit on her house took a dump and she just, they just got this house, uh, moved into it this year. And uh, and it's just like unexpected cost, not not what they were wanting to pay for. And the, the thing was supposed to last another 10 years, but uh, unfortunately maintenance uh, is a huge part of cost and, and everything, all the things that we do, um, you know, it, it wears out. Nothing lasts forever in this world. So I would say you, you, you do have to plan to maintain all the equipment. You got to, um, and, and it's really planning is, I think, the key word there, but um, it's, it, it does take effort and it, it does take energy but it's also if you talk about it up front and you're not blindsided like oh this just broke i need to fix this then uh, you you can react much better you can have a budget set aside for those emergency things um so that it doesn't totally derail your weekend or whatever you're trying to do but um it's it's just it's one of those things that communication and planning i think that really makes it manageable and bearable just like maintenance costs with a car or a house or or you know financial planning in the real world the same exact thing can happen in uh in the tech world that's my answer <laughs> that's good what about you ian what, what how would you answer it 
yeah. I mean, you know, one. Hopefully, what we're trying to do in tech is create a high quality experience that moves people toward Jesus. Um, and we need to make sure that we don't become um, static in in whatever our our methodology is. We we need to always be trying to find uh, new and better ways to be able to create those experiences. Um, at a high level, that's what we're trying to do. So just like anything else, that's going to involve from time to time new equipment. The maintenance aspect's very important, like we'll talked about, but there's also an aspect of saying we need to try new things. Something that's been new for a lot of people with the COVID-19 pandemic is live streaming. There's tons and tons of churches that have been testing the waters on this. Um, and it's been, a lot of places are having really great success with it. Um, and finding out that the digital world is a new way to reach people that they weren't reaching before. So, it, you know, as long as as long as ministry is still happening, as long as you're still trying to find um, the most effective methods, you're, there's always going to be a cost associated with that. Yeah. No, that's good, Ian. So, um, so yeah, what I, what I said uh, in that particular instance was a lot of what Ian just said was, um, you know, our job is to uh, create quality experiences because we are carrying the greatest story ever told. And we're responsible for telling that in a way that it connects with people. And so, um, to me, it's twofold. It's one, we need to make sure that we have the right tools to be able to tell that story. And I was very careful to say right tools and not fun toys. There's a distinction between what do I need versus what looks cool because the marketing video was really well done, you know? Um, and so that's kind of what I told him was, uh, was we've got this vision of where we're going. We want to be able to connect with people in unique ways so that they can uh, connect with the greatest story ever told. And and so what I, what I ended up coming down to was, no, the spending doesn't stop, but we want to be strategic mm-hmm. in the spending that we do. We want to make sure that um, that we know where we're going and what our ultimate goal is so that it's not just frivolous spending and then strategically make moves to get us closer to what our end goal is. Um, so that kind of brings us to our, our next point, which is um, what does it look like to, to have a plan? Um, yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about that? As I'm thinking about it, there's, I know I spend most of my world in maintenance, maintenance world uh, as far as like sp- of maintaining the technology, making sure the projectors are running good and cleaning filters. And there's all kinds of like dumb little things you can do to try and uh, extend the life of most of the equipment. And I, in my experience, most churches, they don't replace the equipment until it really needs to be replaced or there's a building project or it makes sense to. Um, And so you, I'm I'm a big proponent of trying to get as much life out of, um, the stuff that the church has already invested in and 
kind of to that sense, like all of most of the equipment that we uh, use at, at where I where I work, um, the PA system is discontinued. The processor is discontinued by the manufacturer. All this stuff is discontinued. Our projectors are uh, no longer serviceable by the manufacturer. But um, making sure you take time to contact the manufacturer and say, hey, you know, you guys discontinue this, but I'm I'm yeah. Is there any way if, if something goes out, can I can I service it? Can I work on it? And actually, there is. Like we found out that our projectors are um, there's a third party that will still maintain uh, the equipment for us so that we can continue uh, using it until the church decides to hey let's let's go in a different direction. Usually, uh, the lead the lead guy or the the pastor will kind of. Um, they might they might have an idea to go in a different direction, and the way they want to do that, um, so kind of requires new technology, like you were talking about, Ian. And in order to capture it really well and and kind of uh, support it really well, that might be an opportunity to kind of do it. And that's sort of like as a tech guy, it's it's also important for you to be aware of what's out there and to have relationships with uh, other tech guys who are doing stuff because not everybody's kind of in the same phase of life with their technology like you know they're the your buddy down the road they might be doing a building project so they've got a lot of new equipment coming in and you know as long as you have a relationship with them you can learn about what they're using and maybe some of their pain points uh with some of the equipment that they purchase over long term so you you don't make uh, the same mistakes as you guys are uh developing and that's that's just like one small piece of the plan but another huge uh, port, part of it is uh, what I call a maintenance schedule. So there's kind of an expected life. Well, there's a life expectancy for most of the equipment that you can, um, and you can talk to manufacturers as well as other people to try and uh, understand what that is. And then you you tag it as an asset, just like any other computer or, or something else. You um, you say okay, this is when it was purchased. So based on the life expectancy, we think that this product will start to have failure issues around this time. And at that point, that you if you put all those numbers and all the equipment in a uh, proposal and give it to your budget guy, they're gonna love you because they're gonna know oh these you know the the PA system is probably gonna be toes like you need to start looking at replacement after 15 20 years or you know and i'm not saying that's a hard fast number every every everything is different but um you you can then allow them to budget and plan for the future and uh and that allow that like that just makes it a very natural evolution process instead of oh you know this the carburetor just went out of my car and you know i'm I, I'm, I'm dead in the water and i can't go anywhere uh and occasionally that happens but and at the same time that's the finance guys he, he is responsible for having an emergency fund available and as long as he understands how everything kind of works together he can plan for it accordingly but you it's very much about having conversations and taking time like there's there's never not work to do there's always something to do and usually that's one of the not so fun things to do as a tech guy like it's kind of a pain in the butt but it uh it also earns you a lot of respect with your leadership and it's it's worth taking the time to do it yeah i think that's something that a lot of us uh have neglected over the years and it's so important 
Um, because if you don't do it, what I have found is you often get uh, the financial guys that go, oh, we just bought this system. It's going to last forever. And the reality is they don't. I mean, many, many of us have been in a place where we're going, hey, this system that we put in 30 years ago is on its last leg. It's dying. Um, and it could be anything. But, um, you know, the system that we put in 30 years ago is going to need replaced. And and how nice would it be if instead of surprise, our system is ancient and needs replaced, let's find, you know, a massive amount of money to replace it. If they knew as soon as they put that system in, hey, here's the expected life of that system. And, and they've been saving up for the last 30 years to be able to replace it. All of a sudden, it's not a big deal. The money's already there and allocated. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to come up with, you know, a six-figure number uh, in six months than it is in, in 10, 15, 20 years. Absolutely. And another uh, point that, you know, Ian, you're talking about live streaming and, and uh, trying new things, which I love. I love having that mindset of, you know, that is very much uh, tied to the mission of connecting with people and helping them connect with Jesus. Um, the world is still moving. Like technology is always coming out. There's always uh, new way. Like you know, having let me look at uh, look at cars and having uh, your phone connect to your car the way that it does nowadays. I mean, that's 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 really great new technology. That's a lot safer for drivers um, and a lot more convenient uh, on the road as well. But that's an example of you know that didn't exist two three years ago. Uh, or if it did, it, it was it was much smaller. So, in order for the church to be relevant in this world, um, you know, I'm one of the the pandemic is a it's a terrible thing that has happened to the world. But on the flip side, one of the um, one of the byproducts of that is that churches were forced to kind of if you want to be able to connect with your people, you have to be able to connect with them virtually, and it helped evolve the churches so that uh, we're, I feel like the church is more relevant in the world, at least in the digital world today, than it was um, before the pandemic started. And that's, that's a lot of that has to do with the new technology that's available. Yeah, I, I think, I think the pandemic as a whole just pushed where culture was already going and accelerated the speed at which it got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. What about you, Ian? What do you think on, on what does it look like to have a plan? Well, I mean, life cycle management's really, really important, especially um, as uh, as it pertains to gaining the trust of your leadership that, hey, we are trying to steward this stuff well. And hopefully you are, and hopefully you're not going out and just and, and buying toys. Um, but, you know, there there's a... You still have to make sure that when you're looking at new projects, new stuff you want to do, that you're aligned with the overall direction of the church. You don't, you you can't have um, your tech department kind of pulling in a little bit different direction than what the rest of the ministry or, or your your leadership is is wanting to go. That that doesn't really work so well. So it, it's really important to sit down and have. Uh, a vision conversation with with your senior pastor, with your your elder board, whatever 
is relevant, whoever the vision people are, are in your organization and understand, you know, is is their vision that they want to, uh, you know, expand the reach of their church through multi-site? Is digital something that's really important to them? It, are, do, are they lo- just looking at building a bigger facility at your main campus location? You know, all of these different strategies are all still relevant, I think, in, um, in the world and require a very different approach to tech. And you, if, you, know, you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money investing in equipment to build out, a, a, say, a live stream ministry if your church isn't focused on that that's that's not even you might be be stewarding the resources for a live stream ministry well but it's you're not stewarding them in the direction that uh that your leadership is wanting to go yeah you you definitely have to have a a big picture vision um and you have to know what your why is and Mm -hmm. And everybody uh, from the top down needs to be uh, totally in agreement on that why uh, and heading in the same direction. Now, I would say where you can differ is on the how. Um, you know, there are a lot of different ways to get to the end goal. Um, and I, I really think they should all be discussed uh, and probably debated some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's because everybody is trying to get to that same why. Um, they're trying to achieve the same goal. And, and you, you know, it's, it's okay to have a debate about this stuff. It's okay to disagree. I, I, it's, that's a, that's a healthy way to make sure that you get to the best solution you can for your organization. It's, you know, I've, I've worked in a lot of places where people felt that, well, you know, you think I should get, you know, this one piece of equipment and this other guy thinks we should get this other piece of equipment. And so, you know, that's like, we, we, we can't have, we can't have that. We've all got to, got to be unified on exactly every single minute detail of what we're trying to do. And, you know, I, I've, the best projects that I've worked on have been ones where you get some guys together that are, that are passionate about what they do. And you, you sit down and you hash out the pros and cons of, of different people's ideas. It's, it's perfectly healthy and perfectly normal, uh, to do that. So, so don't be afraid to have those kind of discussions because it's, it's going to make everyone better. Yeah, that is, that is a great point. Like, uh, I'm a firm believer that, uh, collaboration breeds success and I think working as a group of people, trying to figure out, like trying to problem solve, you've got all these different viewpoints and everybody has a different piece of the puzzle and experience that they bring to the table, different angles that they're looking at the problem. And you're going to have a much better conclusion if you can all, like you said, talk about it. Let's just, let's, let's debate about it. Let's, let's find the best solution. Yeah, we may not all agree, but uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're certainly going to try and figure it out. And that's going to be a lot better than trying to make a decision in a vacuum by yourself. It's, you know, you're, you're going to think we need to go this way, but if you don't include those vision people, like you said, if you don't include other people who might be experts or other uh, parts, other guys on your team, then 
you're going to you're going to go one way they're going to go somewhere else and it's just going to be pulling against the direction that the church is trying to go yeah yeah i i know there's been a couple projects specifically that Ian and i have worked on together and we have um we were totally in agreement on the why we knew what we were trying to do or what the problem was we were trying to fix but we've gotten into some really heated discussions <laughs> um talking about exactly how we're going to fix it um when it comes down to what piece of equipment should we use or what strategy should we use to do that. And that's perfectly okay because at the end of the day, we both knew that we came up with the best possible solution. The other piece of that is we were not personally tied to our ideas in the discussion, which means um, we end the discussion, we go have dinner, everything's great. You know, It yeah. was definitely not a... Um, they, I'm mad at you because you didn't like my idea type thing. So, yeah. Or, um, or I won, you lost. Like exactly, it's just, yeah. exactly. Is, because we came up with the best solution, we all won. That's yeah, yeah exactly. You, it's you can't. Um, it, it's it's not a. It, it can't be a personal attack on on somebody. It's you. You, you have you all have to approach it with, you know. It's us against the problem. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not not you know. Your audio console is worse than my audio console. My you know, audio console is the best. Like, let's let's be honest. At the end of the day, an audio console is an audio console, and it's it's going to get the job done. Yes, there are things that make it easier, and there are things that make it harder. But uh, honestly, if you're a good mix engineer, you're going to be able to make it work. That's that's my two cents as an audio guy. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's true with any piece of gear, um, and and. I'm, Again, I would just say that it comes back to what do you need versus what do you want or what does the marketing material say? Um, I've seen a lot of times where there's, and I struggle with this too, where where you have to look at something and go, wow, that thing is really cool that they just released. It's got some really cool features. But that price tag, does that fit into the greater vision for us completing whatever project it is we're working on? Do I really need that feature? Um and again, if I'm honest, if I come back to it, if I look at it as if, uh, you know, I'm consulting for me within an organization, <laughs> um, would I make that recommendation or is my personal bias of, I want that quote toy, uh, in my toolbox, um, then my motivations aren't right. So that's why it's good to have other people in the conversation to, to help check you on that and make sure, yeah. you know, are you going after a toy or are you you really looking for the best solution for the organization. Yeah. You know, another uh, really good point as we're talking about this is um, a lot of times, again, churches will, they will drive their equipment until the wheels fall off it and there's nothing, like there's just no life left back, like in it. And there's something to be said for looking at possibly reselling equipment. Um to other organizations, other churches, or things like that before it gets to end of life. Um, we recently had, we, we did some video upgrades and we had uh, a lot of, we had a kind of a hodgepodge of cameras and uh, trying, to, trying to get them all to match was a bit of a chore. I don't recommend it. But the, um, we were able to take a lot of those cameras that didn't match and sell them to other third-party manufacturers who are in like the resale business or to other organizations and get we were able to get money back that we could put towards 
the you know the the cost of the whole project as a whole and then there's also you know the option of it's like oh you know you have to buy new well not always there's some things yeah that you really do kind of need to buy new but um especially with uh, at least in my personal experience recently uh, a lot of we, we had to buy some lenses and the nice thing was we were going to like an hd system and all the sports industry had been going to like four ultra hd like 4k systems so there was there was a uh, a large uh, collection of hd lenses on the market that were available to us and it was it was all used equipment it was it was at a reasonable price and we were able to do uh, what we needed to do at a lot more afford affordability than uh, than trying to buy something new it was i mean it was a huge money saver for us so don't don't always think you have to buy new but it, it's worth it to take the time to find out okay what do you need and what what again talking about looking at the organization as a whole the why and understanding the direction you're going and, and making sure all those things line up and then uh, and then kind of charging forward and that goes a long way with your finance people too being able to show them that hey look in this situation we we were able to save so much money here by doing uh, some creative option uh, whether it be um, buying used or um you know, sometimes you can find places that uh, just are, they've got something that's not really worth a lot of money and, and they don't need it anymore. Um, and, there, and there's times where they'll just give it to you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think there's also something to be said for you can sell equipment uh, to other organizations. But um, again, if you have that kind of kingdom mindset uh, of the, Donate uh, it. This is bigger than us. You find a church plant to donate it to. Yeah, man. Um, they are really tight for dollars most of the time, and and they'll take about anything just because they need something. Um, I, I've it, I've been a part of organizations where we've done that several times. Yeah, I mean your your ten year old audio console, it it may not have the channel count to support what your ministry is trying to do, but I guarantee you there's another ministry out there who that would be, either they don't have something or what they have is you know, half the channels are dead on it or something, they, they'd love to have it. I, I've, yeah. I've seen that a lot of times. There's very few scenarios unless the equipment just doesn't work or it's so incredibly old, it, it's, it really is useless. There's very few scenarios where equipment just needs to go directly into a dumpster. And if it really is that old, you've gotten its life out you, of it. You yeah, know? well, maybe you've waited too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's good. Um, so so the last question I think we want to we wanna hit here um, is h- how do I know where I'm going? Um, so, so I'm sure uh, we've got some listeners that are going, okay, you know, that's all well and good. I, I don't know what what the vision is. I don't know what our why is. Um, how do we, how do we figure out what that is? Have lunch. Go <laughs> have lunch. Seriously, food. No, I love it. Um, there is so much, especially like around food. I, and I think Jesus, uh, knew this a lot because that's just how much he mentions it in the Bible. Um, just something about sitting down and breaking bread together that allows people to kind of you know, set aside whatever they're dealing with and just have a moment of peace and, uh, you know, and talk about the why. Let's go sit down with your lead guy, 
uh, you know, sit down with your vision team, just like Ian said, and uh, and and just start start making a plan. Say, hey, you know, let's. I want to figure this out. I want to let's 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 work on this together. Let's you know try. I mean, come on, what's the worst that that can happen? It's you're you're not. Yeah, oh no you, like the worst thing that happened is you learn something from the experience or the you know that you have you, you start to build a relationship with people um, and the best thing that can happen is that you've got a plan that supports the direction of the ministry for you know the next 5, 10, 15 years and uh, you know just just try don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone I know we're all tech guys and we're all introverts and uh, you know having to talk to people is a burden most of the time but you know just they're part of the kingdom too they're your brother or sister go talk to them go have lunch you know it's it's worth the time and, and the investment and, and just start hashing it out together or if you don't have someone to to like try and bounce ideas off of just start making just taking notes asking other organizations how they do it and uh yeah you just do it i think there's something to be said for the credibility you get when you can um, walk up to your lead guy uh, or lead team and just ask them hey i i'm not sure what it is that that i need to be doing here to to push us into the future can you help me to understand where it is that that you're seeing our organization go uh, so that I can begin to plan well for that. You get a lot of credibility from just asking the question and then shut up and listen. Yes. Yes. And take notes. Take notes. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's good advice. Because most people, pretty much everybody has an idea of that. Now, whether or not they can get it out in a sentence and ramble on is a topic for another day. But uh, that's why I say take notes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, if this has impacted you, remember to uh, share it, uh, leave us a rating or review. Uh, you can always find more info on the website. We've got show notes. Uh, there's the blog. And as always, uh, if you'd like to talk to us further uh, about ways that you and your specific context can uh, create quality experiences, we've got our consulting services. So um, if you have topic questions or requests, uh, click the I have a question button and fill out the form there on the top of the podcast page. And that's all we've got for today. Thanks, guys. <laughs>